Welcome to Sozo's Podcast, a student ministry of Victory Family Church located in Cranberry Township, PA. We're glad you're here. We meet every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 8.30. Ah, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. All right, Sozo, how we doing? Hey, I just got to say, y'all look so good tonight. And, uh, oh, man, I'm so excited for our Easter. So, y'all ready for Easter? Did I, did I, that's my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, bro. Did I come to the right place? Y'all ready for Easter? Come on. Hey, we're going to jump right into today's message. And, uh, look, I believe, I believe personally that if you believe right, you will live right. That our living stems from our believing. And a lot of the reasons why we struggle in life. A lot of the reasons why we don't know how to deal with money and conflict and relationships is, is because we don't know exactly what we believe yet. But once we know what to believe, the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. That governs our life. And I want to talk, Sozo, tonight. I want to talk about right believing and the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Come on. Somebody, somebody give a clap. Come on. We're going to talk about the foundational truths of being a Christian and following our God and I want to talk about this big idea, which is the Son of God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. And we're going to read out of Luke 24 about Jesus' resurrection. And I just came to encourage somebody today. Everybody want to be encouraged? Yeah, come on. I came to encourage and, and just to glorify Jesus. So I'm excited. Let's go ahead. We're going to jump right in. Luke 24, are you with me? Say yeah. All right. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them, came to the tomb to bring the spices that they had prepared. But they found that the stone was rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it had happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he, was in, when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned to the tomb and told these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales. They did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb. And stooping down, he saw linens of cloths laying by themselves. And he departed marveling to himself at what had happened. Now let's fast forward a few scriptures and keep going down. In verse 44, Jesus said this to them. Then he said to them, these are the words which I have spoken to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and in Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it is necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses to these things. Oh, this is... This is remarkable. This is, this is amazing. Jesus is risen, 
and the tomb is empty. Somebody say, come on. Jesus, he is, he is the big idea. And once we understand who Jesus is, we'll be able to understand who we are in Christ. And, and so who is Jesus? Who is this God-man that came to save all humanity? Our belief on who Jesus is is we believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son. Our Lord was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and buried. He, he ascended to the dead, and on the third day, come on church, he rose again, defeating death. And he ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. And we believe that about Jesus. We believe that about our Lord and our Savior. And, and I want to preach a message tonight, and I pray that you're taking notes. Note takers are history makers. Go ahead and write down the title of our talk. We are all witnesses. Go ahead and write that down. We are all witnesses. And we're just going to pray and believe that God's going to come and encourage us, and we can leave here strengthened and excited for what God has in store for us. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, we just come before you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for just encouraging us, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us, that we could have eternal life with you, God, that you came for sickness and sin, and, and, and Lord, that you just brought peace with God. And we thank you, Lord. Open our eyes so we can see you, Jesus. Open our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit and do what only you can do in this time and in this setting. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen and amen. Hey, real quick, by a show of hands, let me see your hand if you have witnessed something crazy. Like, like something that, oh my goodness, like nobody would ever believe. Like, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere socially and maybe, maybe you're like at the mall and somebody's walking by and, and they, they trip and they fall and they get up and they look around and they're like, did somebody see me? And you're like, ha ha, saw you. Yeah, I did. I saw you. Busted. Gotcha. Like, somebody has to see it. Why not me? And, uh, and so, so I, I remember, that this, this is so crazy, I, when I was a catering director, this is before I started working at the church, before I became a pastor, I used to work at Dick's corporate office, and so we were getting food ready for 2,400 people. We literally had three hours to get food ready. And so we're, we're, it's right about lunchtime, and like the fire system, the sprinkler system, one of the main pipes in the building ruptured. And, and so it happened right in the kitchen, and literally it was a big six-inch pipe, and water starts gushing out into the kitchen, and literally the floor starts to flood, and, and there was five stories above us. It all emptied into that kitchen, and I thought, wow, somebody has to witness this. Holla at your boy. This is pretty amazing. And uh, actually another time, just recently, my father-in-law, this, this was crazy, he came over our house, and and, you know, he, he, he's a little bit older, but he likes his toys, so he has all these chainsaws and toys and chainsaws. And, and so, like, we're trimming the, the backyard, trying to make it somewhere fun for Mila to play. And so he's up there just hacking away at trees, and they're falling down. And, and so I come walking around the front, I was getting something, and all of a sudden, I hear my father-in-law start to yell. I mean, he starts to freak out. He's screaming. Now, I have never, ever witnessed my father-in-law swear, and I heard more curse words in one sentence that I think is, it's not even possible, but they just like, they were flying out of him. And so I come running around the back of the house to see what's going on, and literally, uh, uh, the tree that he was cutting down comes crashing down and lands right on our house. Like, this is just right in November, lands on our house, and, and like, 
as this is all unfolding, I just stop and I start praying for me. Like, I'm not even praying about my father-in-law. I'm just like, Lord, oh, Jesus, like, like, Father, help me. Like, this is crazy. Can't believe I am witnessing this right now. And uh, it was crazy. Everybody was okay. He was okay. I was okay. The house is okay. Come on, God is good. But I want to talk today about how Jesus died for all of us, and yet he died for the one. That, that it's not just that he died for the whole world, but he died for you. And Jesus wants to show up this Easter so that you can see him and so that you can hear him. Come on, we are all witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. To God's grace and to Jesus' love. Oh, come on, Sozo, you could just put your hands together if you're grateful. This is not just for a few. It's not just for Peter and Mary, which we were reading about. Come on. But we are all witnesses to the love of Christ. I'm going to give you four things to write down this Easter. Four thoughts that, that I believe will encourage you. And I believe that if, if you look back on these notes, it will help remind yourself of who our great God is. Whether you're new to church or you've been coming your whole life, I believe this will encourage everybody. So you can write down number one tonight. The tomb is empty and our faith is full. Come on, the only thing that's going to be empty on Sunday is Chick-fil-A and the tomb. Come on. I got, I got Joe. I got Joe. The tomb is empty, but our hearts, our hearts are full of faith. This is, come on, they came, they came to check on Jesus. Remember that he had died on Friday. But he was raised on Sunday, and so they came to check on him. And, and so, so we believe that our Savior is not dead, but he's alive. The tomb is empty, and we are full of faith today. Come on. And you need to know that in your life that you need more faith. None of us ever top off. It's never like, oh, I, I got enough faith. No. For, for where you and I are going, for what we're facing in life, come on, for what you're doing, you need more faith. Faith is a gift that God gives you. That's why the disciples, they, they, they said, Lord, increase my faith so that I can believe in you more, trust in you more, and have more confidence in you. One, one of the things that we need is we need to graduate to new levels of faith. One of the things that is empty is it's the tomb. But our hearts are full of faith and are confident and trusting in the belief of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we don't believe, if we don't believe, the Bible says that we should just eat, drink today, and die. If you don't believe me, go to 1 Corinthians. It's going to come up on the screen, 15, 32. Watch as it comes on the screen and what Paul says. He says, if the dead do not rise, well, then let's just eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. In other words, there's no reason to live. There's no hope. There's no future. There's no faith. But because... Jesus Christ is raised from the dead. We're going to eat, drink, and die. And we're going we're gonna to be living with purpose. And, and we're going to go to another level of the, what God has called us to do. I just love this. You know Peter and, and, and John, they were, they were witnesses. Peter and John, they saw Jesus. Jesus appeared right after he died. Peter and John, and watch this, they're, they're, they're going out in, in, in Acts. And they're, they're starting to build the church. They're crushing it. They're going to city to city, healing the sick. Preaching the good news. Things are happening in their life. It's unbelievable. They start ticking people off. Listen, 
if you don't want to make nobody mad in your life, don't do nothing with your life. But, but if you really want to have some haters in your life, you ought to start stepping out and doing God's will for your life. Because, because when you step out, there will always be opposition when you're doing what God's calling you to do. You, when you go to new levels, you're going to get greater devils. The higher you are up in the tree, come on, people are going to take shots at you. You just need to know. And so they start going the new levels, and they start preaching God's word, and they start doing God's will, and some guys come. Listen, opposition is a sign that you're doing something right. And so they, they start coming against these guys, and they're, they're saying, look, we don't care what you do in this world. What amazes me about our world is the world doesn't care what you do. You just can't speak the name of Jesus. Come on. Do any drug you want. Sleep with anyone you want to. Talk this crazy you want. Whatever. We don't care what you do, but one of the things we do care if you do is do not use the name of Jesus. And so Peter and John, they're, they're so good. Peter and John, they've seen too much. They've heard too much. And so they reply, this is amazing, in Acts 4, verse 20, watch as it comes up on the screen. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. I'm a witness. I watched it happen. I've seen it with my two eyes. I heard what Jesus said. I can't be quiet. When you have an encounter with grace, there is no way you can be quiet. Come on. Come on, if anybody, if you really know how good God is, if, if God, if you've had a collision with Christ himself, you can't be quiet. That's why the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You've got something to say. If Jesus is good and he's been good to you, come on, he purchased your ticket. You were, you were hell bound, but now you're going to heaven if you're saved. Come on. If Jesus is good to you, you know what's great about Easter? Is it brings us all together. It unites us. It unites us on Easter. You could write down this, number two. We're all united in his death and resurrection. What brings us together is we're united in his death, but we're also united in his resurrection. Oh, this is so different from the disciples. This is, so he foretells this. He says, guys, you don't understand. Even as the prophet said, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. When Jesus faced all of this, when he died on the cross for you and I, he faced it alone. Peter abandoned him. The disciples. Judas goes and commits suicide. When his death happens, everybody scatters. But three days later, when he gets up from the grave, everybody comes together. It's amazing how death can bring division. Years ago in my family, when my, when my aunt passed away, my aunt was kind of the, the network. She was the, she was the glue of our family, and you never really notice that somebody's the glue till they pass, and so when, when my aunt finally passed away, it was, it was crazy because all of a sudden people started fighting with each other. People started to scatter, they started to go different directions, and this way and that way, and, and, and death can sometimes bring division, and so that's what happened for Jesus, but notice that when he gets up from the grave, he goes and gets Peter. He goes and gets Doubting Thomas. He goes and gets all the guys and he sits with them and now all of a sudden they're back and they're united with Christ. The difference for you and I is, today we can stand at the foot of the cross and we can worship and we can say, thank you Jesus for the, for the thorn of crowns. Thank you Jesus that, that, that for the nails in your hands and your feet. Thank you Jesus that you bore all of our shame. By your stripes I am healed. That you purchased my freedom. That you purchased my forgiveness. Thank you, God, that I have hope in heaven. That you died a brutal death. And I wonder if somebody could just give God a shout of praise tonight. 
Because he died on the cross for our sins and the sins of the world. And we are united in his death and in his resurrection. This was polarizing. They all scattered. Today we worship because we know that when Friday happened, heaven started a countdown. Come on, when Friday happened, all of heaven held their breath. Because they knew that Friday may be here, but Sunday's coming. I don't know what you're facing in your life. But heaven's got a countdown for you and there's freedom coming. Come on, Sunday's coming in your life. I just want to encourage you. You're about to get breakthrough. Come on, you're about to get the miracle that you need. Show me a hand if you got faith that Jesus Christ, that Sunday's coming in your world. Do, are we awake tonight? Can we have some energy? If I'm preaching good, say preach a white boy. If I'm preaching bad, say preach a white boy. Just give me something, okay? Thank you. We're united in death and resurrection. Jesus gets up from the grave and he starts to gather. He starts to bring these guys together and he starts to, he's got such great unity. In fact, when he ascends back to heaven, when he goes back to heaven, watch the unity. A few days ago, these guys, they were scattered everywhere when this went down. But now he rose from the grave. They're all united in Christ and watch the unity that Jesus leaves them with. And it's going to come up here on the screen of the book of Luke, Luke 24. And he led them out as far as Bethany and he lifted up his hand and he blessed them. Now it came to pass that while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. In other words... This new life, it brought everybody back together. I'm telling you that what brings us together today is the cross and the empty tomb. You can't have one without the other. We're not here for the empty tomb. We're not here just to declare that God died on the cross, but he died on the cross, and the cross gives us the tomb, and the tomb gives us the cross. This is paramount to our Christian faith. That we are united under the name above all names, Jesus Christ. Come on, we're here to worship and celebrate a God that's not dead, but fully alive. You could write down number three tonight. Everything about Jesus is alive. Everything about Jesus. There, there's nothing about Jesus that's dead. No portion, no percentage, no sliver. Everything about our God is alive today. He's alive and well, just as good as he was. The day that he got up out of the grave, that's as good as he is today. He is alive. In fact, the Bible says that today, right now, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying for you and I. Come on, he's praying over your home. He's praying over your soul. He's praying over your family. He's praying over your situation and over your future. This is not just for Sozo. He's praying for you. Anybody thankful that God himself is praying for you? Come on, that's a reason to be happy tonight. Jesus is, a, is alive. He's alive. We have not come to gather to pay tribute to, to a God that once was. We're not here to celebrate traditions and religion or like something that's dead. No, 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 no. There's a difference between our God and all other gods. Our God is still alive. Our God is not dead. He's alive and active. Come on, he's active. He's moving. He's shaking. He's stirring things. He's rearranging. He's convicting. He's molding. He's healing. He's teaching. He's active. 
our God is active. He's, he's always talking. He's always reminding. He's always leading and guiding. He's not dead. He's alive. He's alive and he's well and he's seated at the right hand of the Father and he's doing stuff that only our God can do. He's not dead. And listen, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God does not sleep. Our God does not slumber. Our God does not hit the snooze button like you. Shots fired. Come on, he's alive in our houses. He's alive, he's well. He's alive in our city and in our church. He's alive in our relationships. And, and get some faith today that Jesus is alive. In fact, when, when they came to see Jesus on Easter Sunday, the angel of the Lord looks at these guys and he goes, he goes, why are you looking for Jesus amongst the dead? Let me just show you these scriptures again. They're, oh, they're, they're so beautiful. The angel looks and he says, watch this in, in Luke 24, 4 verse through 6. Two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and they bowed their faces, talking about Mary, they said to them, this is the angel, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here but risen. Remember how he spoke to you when, when he was still in Galilee? Why do you seek something that is living amongst the dead? When my aunt passed away, it, it was crazy because we would go, we would always go to the, the, the cemetery, thank you, you got my back, holla, holla at your boy. We'd always go to the cemetery and we'd pay tribute to, to my aunt and we'd reminisce of how, how awesome she was and how generous she was and, and we'd bring flowers and, and, and we would always, there would be hundreds of bodies around. And see, one of the things, one of the things about my aunt that's so important that you guys know is that my grandparents died, both of them, from cancer when they were in their young 30s. And so, so my aunt basically stepped up and raised the rest of her siblings. And so she was a big deal. So when she passed away, we would always go and, 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 and we'd pay tribute to someone that's dead. The angel says, why are you looking for someone that's, that, that's alive amongst the dead? Jesus is not here. He's alive. He rose just as he told you that he would rise. Remember that he said that you will destroy, you will destroy this temple. And I'll, I'll raise it in three days. They thought that, they were, that he was talking about a different temple, but he was talking about his body. So, so Jesus is a, he's amongst the living because he's alive. Oh, I believe that today. I hope that this is encouraging somebody tonight that, that Jesus came and, and he came into your world and he said, I'm alive, I'm active. Come on, I'm ready to go. I didn't abandon you, I am for you, I'm not against you. I've never been more active in your life. Like I didn't take a season off. I am Jesus Christ, son of the living God. He's alive today. Jesus is in this place. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is here. In us, the spirit that raised God from the dead is in us, leading us and guiding us, and Jesus is alive. Come on, we better put our hands together and clap for our God and praise him tonight. Jesus is alive. Please hear me. Please hear me so loud and clear because this is paramount to your faith. you got to understand that resurrection is not an event. We're all not here for an event. Resurrection is not an event. Resurrection is a person. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrection is not something he does. Resurrection is, is somebody he is. 
I raise stuff, stuff that's been dead in your world, stuff that's been broken in your life. With Jesus, things have to rise. Come on, dreams that have been dormant, relationships, things that are broken. He said, I'm the truth and I'm the resurrection. Somebody praise him. Come on, my girl up front. Resurrection is not something he does. Resurrection is, is who he is. And this Easter, instead of looking for evidence of his absence, why don't we start looking for evidence of his presence? And we're going to close with this. Worship team, you could come out and join me. That's all right, you can clap. Come on, God's been good. What did you guys do at Sozo tonight? Oh, we just clapped. It was great. Got together. Everybody was clapping. My hands kind of hurt. We're just clapping away. I'm just having fun with y'all, all right? I'm serious. Let's get serious. Let's get serious, guys. What was I saying? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead and write down the last thing. Keep looking for evidence of his presence. Start looking for evidence of his presence. He's all around. He's moving. He's on the move. God's never sleeping. He's never stuck. He's never stuck in one place. He doesn't live at Sozo. He doesn't live at Victory Family Church. He walks and talks with you. He's with you. He's an ever-present help in times of need. Look for evidence of his presence. He's all around you. He's always with you. You know, you can, you can turn your back on him. He'll never turn his back on you. You can be faithless. He said, I'll be faithful. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be with you come hell or high water. You could get yourself in the worst, most evil, wicked, terrible situation. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be loving you. I'm going to be helping you. I'm going to be speaking life over you, promise and potential. I'm never going to turn my back on you. He said, in fact, I died on the cross for your sins. I rose from the grave and I defeated death and sin in your world. I want to make you more alive than you've ever been in your life. Start looking for evidence. He's all around us. He's always on the move. He's always with you. Always going, wherever you're going, always start training your eyes and to start looking for evidence of his presence. In fact, if you just rewind the tape five years, maybe you got to go back ten. And just, just think, think of all the things that God's done for you. Wow. God opened that door and God gave me favor here where I shouldn't have had me. I, I made it through this situation. God was faithful in this place in my life and that, that one check came through that one time for my family and come on. Has God been faithful to anybody tonight? Can anybody look back on your life and say, say I'm in awe of how, God, how good God's been. I'm overwhelmed of how gracious he's been. I can see evidence that he's been here. You remember that movie? That movie with that, that one, that, that, that little boy, that little kid, I, I think it was Sixth Sense, where, where he, he would walk around and he would, I see dead people. Like, you know, like, like bro, the only one, you, you're the only one that sees dead people, okay? Like, come on, church. It's not for just one of us. It's for all people. 
It's not just because you tithe. It's not just because you give the kingdom builders. It's not just because you serve. It's not because you showed up to Sozo tonight. This is for all of us. We can all see the evidence. He's all around us. It doesn't matter what you've done. It's all about what he's doing. You could see him. He's, he's on the go. He's on the move. Start looking for evidence of presence in his life. A couple years ago, when Alyssa and I, when we just got married, I, I used to have a Harley Davidson. Holla at your boy. I'm a motorcycle guy. And, and so when we found out that we were pregnant, I sold the bike. When we went to sell it, and, and like, you know, we just figured that we were just going to start putting out kids every two years. We were going to drop them like they were records. Hey. <coughs> and so I, I sold my bike to free up. <laughs> I'm getting Joe tonight, I'll tell you. Got him. But I sold my bike to free up finances, and, and the crazy thing was, like I promise you, every, everywhere I would go, I would see my motorcycle. On the, on the, on the freeway. On the way to the grocery store, it was like everywhere I turned, I started to see it. I promise you that after tonight, for some of you, you're going to start seeing Jesus in your life. That he's always been doing it. He's always been there. It's just that you couldn't see him. Because maybe you weren't looking for him. Come on, anybody want to have some faith that, that they've got eyes to see? Come on, evidence of his presence tonight. We are all witnesses of the goodness and the grace of God. Oh, on Easter Sunday, Sozo, 2019, uh, you, you ought to give God some praise. Give God some praise and start looking that we are witnesses. Come on, our God is alive. He's not dead. And we are witnesses to life and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come on, can we stand to our feet as we come up to begin to praise him tonight? As we just lift up God's name, come on up and I'm going to pray us in. Father, we just thank you. We thank you. We can chase after you, Jesus, as we lift up your name. Thank you, Jesus, for how good you are.